Welcome back to another episode of the E and Friends Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Model E, and welcome back to the E and Friends Podcast. Yay! Alright guys, so it is time for another Erica's rant or Erica closures or whatever you want to call it. And um, we do have, you know, it's, it's something very important that I want to talk about. And, um, and I know everyone else is talking about it as well, but I'm just going to talk a little bit about it, um, just to, you know, get my condolences and, you know, and my prayers, you know, out to these families. Um, but before I start that, um, I would like for you guys to continue to keep up with me on Instagram at E and Friends Pod. And if you want to speak with me by myself, individual, you can catch me on my personal Instagram page at model E is M-O-D-E-L underscore E underscore. And you can talk to me, you know, individually, um, you know, just hit me up and let me know if you have any thoughts, if you have something that you would like for me to speak about, um, you know, or if you want something that you would like for me to put out on the podcast, but, you know, be anonymous at the same time. You know, I am very open to do that. You know, I am all about women power, so feel free to chat to me, you guys. So, um, but yeah, um, follow me on Twitter. It's at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. I love Twitter. I am a very big Twitter fan. And um, so what I wanted to talk to you guys today on this solo solo is going to be about the passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi, Gianna. Now, as we know, um, this has been probably about almost two weeks now. Um, this has been a very tragedy, um, you know, within the celebrity world and also, you know, with us civilians. Um, a lot of people actually, you know, like Kobe as a player and also, you know, personally as a person. Um, me with the fan, I'm, I'm really not a fan of anybody. Um, I kind of know, you know, LeBron, um, and then no Kobe, but I always just say Kobe was a ball hogger, but other than that, you know, he was a very good person, you know, and, um, after he stopped playing when, once he retired from basketball, I really saw more of him that made me say, okay, you know, this is a young guy. He's doing a lot, you know, in his community, you know, he's doing a lot for business, setting things up for his family and the things that he did for his daughter, you know, how he set up the whole Mamba thing for her because she did her thing as well. And it kind of just saddens me for, you know, that legacy to just be gone. You know, I mean, I hope that I don't know what they're going to do with it because there are other people involved with it as well. But I know that, um, for the daughter, you know, at her school, they've done a lot of great things for her, you know, as far as memorializing, you know, they retired her Jersey as well. And, um, one of the teacher had also stated today that I listened to, they said that when they do roll call in the classroom, that they would actually call Gianna name and when they call her name all what 40 42 students would say here and she just broke down in tears and started crying 
And I know that would be so hard for those kids. And, and it was hard for me to hear it. It was very sad. But it's, it's very sad of what happened. You know, I'm everybody's just, you know, just drenching, you know, with all these emotions. And I, I hate for it to happen. You know, it kind of feels like Nipsey Hussle all over again, you know, and how I felt for his family and for his wife. So, but yeah, so with about Nipsey Hussle, you know, both of these guys, they were very young in age and, you know, they were doing a lot of things and, you know, they left a lot of people behind and these are just sudden things that took them away. It wasn't because they were sick and we know that they were going to die. You know, it just, they, their lives were just taken very quick. And, um, and the thing with Kobe, um, the, the the real part, the thing that I want to talk about is how the way the news, TMZ, um, mostly for the fact, you know, that they always the first one to break the news. And um, sometimes I believe that when things happen, such a tragedy like that, I really think that the family should be notified first or they should be able to break the news first. That's like with Facebook. When someone dies out in the community, we don't allow the family to know about it. We don't allow the family to take a deep breath and take this in. You know, we just immediately go and say, oh, I'm sorry for the such and such family. And, you know, my prayers and my condolences go to them. Really, your prayers and condolences don't go to them because if it was, you would wait until they actually break the news. So that's one of the things that I want to talk about with the whole social media. Because for one, social media can be an angel. And then social media can be a devil. You know, it's, it's good that we have social media because they can put these things out here. And, you know, for people who can't see it or hear it, you know, we got that for that. But then again, at the same time, you know, I think it's it's a very personal matter. It's a personal thing. And something should be, you know, hitting until it is time for it to come out. Now, I have actually seen the footage um, of the plane crash going down with Kobe. And when I first saw this, um, I was sitting in my bedroom. I was, you know, talking to my husband. And next thing you know, he got a text message saying, you know, Kobe just passed away. So he's like, what? And I'm like, huh? Are you serious? I'm like, are you serious? You know, it was like in disbelief, you know, it's like, okay, this guy is so young. You know, we just saw him on TV. He was living his life. And I, I didn't know that he traveled, you know, in the air to get to where he go until I actually saw the interview. And he said that he traveled because he wanted to make sure that he split his time equally with everybody in his family. So I'm like, okay, I understand that, you know, because he said it was always too much traffic, you know, on the road, you know, the time that it takes him to get to practice, for his kid to get to practice. So, you know, he was trying to figure out the best route, that way that he could spend more time with his family. And now, it's, it's just sad. But the relationship that him and his daughter had it's like if they haven't been in that accident together, 
I don't know how she would be, you know, or how either one of them would be without each other. I mean, and that goes for any other child or whatever, or your wife or your husband. But those two have been like two peas in a pod. But they are together now. And, um, you know, my condolences goes out to, you know, his wife and his family, his other kids. And um, I, that that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, just give my condolences. But but with um, social media, um, I wanted to tell you guys, if you didn't know, um, I saw on Facebook that it has a, a privacy. It's like a... Um, what is it called? It's like a, 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 a privacy thing and it asks you if an event that something happens, who would you want designated to control your page? Um, whatever, they will go to that person that you choose to designate. That, that person will go to your page and, you know, keep your page up so that, you know, family or friends can see your page or whatever. Or you have the option to do away with that page, like to immediately have your page erased. And so, um, I actually had this conversation with my husband. You know, I told him, I said, delete my Facebook. I don't want my Facebook out there because I get messages from people who have passed away, um, from their birthday, you know, or maybe a memory or something. And it makes you think about that person and well, you know, it's that person's birthday and you get up and you say, oh, let me know, let me call him and let me tell him happy birthday. And boom, you come to realization and be like, that person's not no longer here. So those are the things that those memories from those social media sites, it, it that's what it does to you. Um, I'm not sure if over time that it automatically deletes itself, but um, I know probably about two years ago, I haven't seen any of those um, like memories or anything came to my page of the ones that who have passed on. But definitely um, go and update your privacy um, law page. If you want to keep your Facebook open, you can mark it as keep it open. Or you can go and you can designate someone um, to be that beneficiary person for you to, um, you know, keep your family and friends in the know or whatever. But um Definitely do that. And it's also something to think about. So, um, let's go on to some Model E's topics. Um, enough with the, the little sad part, you know, life must move on. So let's go ahead and do this. All right. So let's see what I have on the agenda for you guys. So, as you know, you know, Model E, as I see things that come to my mind or whatever, you know, I write them down and, you know, I'm like, oh, this is something I can talk about. I can tell the people on my podcast. So, um, this um, came across, I think it was sometime last week, and it really catched my attention because I really hate the way that this credit score system is, you know, when it comes to your credit score how late things stay on your credit score, or if you have inaccuracies on your credit score, you know, how it messes you up. So this woman, Ayanna Presley, the house had actually passed her credit score reform bill. And um, what this bill does is, um, she basically saying that 
the system is fundamentally flawed. She says that the system that can impede upward economic mobility in a country where our credit reports are our reputation. When credit reports determine where you can live, work, and how much you will have to pay for everything, from a car to a college degree, consumers deserve a system that ensures equity, transparency, and accountability. Now, the Massachusetts Congresswoman, Ayana, said in a statement that American families are funding themselves trapped in cycles of debt simply for trying to afford basic needs like health care and education. And I have always been saying, when it comes to healthcare here in the United States or in America, it is very expensive. You can go anywhere else in the world and get a surgery done, and it's only going to cost you $25 or $30. Not quote-unquote $25 or $30. Not correct. But just speaking saying in comparison to our $500 to $600 bill. Now, we've all have been to the doctor at some point. We've all may have had a surgery at some point. And when you get home the next month or two, you see that bill come in and you went and got an x-ray. You went and got an EKG. And that bill is like $420, $450. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and don't let them check it multiple times. Have multiple doctors check it. And the bill just keep adding up and adding up. Okay, you have insurance. You may have an insurance with a higher deductible. Um, you may have one that's on a different tier plan. You know, you have tier one, tier two, tier three. And insurance is very tricky. And every year it's some new insurance that pops up. And quite frankly, a lot of these insurance just take people money. And especially those who don't work on the job. You know, like um, the older people, the people who get Medicare and stuff like that. Like, they really have to understand their insurance or find a person that they can understand to help them um, understand that insurance. Because it's, it's, it's a lot of unreputable <laughs> insurance out there and they're just scamming you and taking your money. But with this bill passing, um, I was actually happy because, you know, the, the student debt. You know, we, we go to school and a lot of times, do we ever work in those fields? No, we don't. Do we ever make the amount of money a year total to the amount that we have accumulated for for, for student debt? You know, for, you know, our student loans is $35,000, $40,000. And a lot of us don't even make $35,000 a year. You know, some of us may make like twenty seven, twenty eight thousand dollars $28,000 a year. You know, and, and, you know, I'm here, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, our cost of living is not as high as if, you know, we go live in California or New York, but at the same time, the student debt is increasing and it is a burden. It's a burden on everyone. And you can be 40 years old still paying on student loans. I know some of you out there right now shaking your head. Yeah, I'm still paying on student loan. You know, and it's sad. And that's that that saddens me as well. I just wish that they would just erase all of this student loan because that's one thing that as soon as you finish high school, you know, they push you out to go get these loans. They make it very easy for you to get these loans. And then you got to pay it back as soon as you get out of school. It's, it's not fair. It is not fair. 
And um, I can see why, you know, a lot of kids don't go to college because sometimes it's not worth it. You know, unless you get a scholarship, you don't have to worry about paying that money back. But it's very hard when you got to pay back $40,000 in student debt and you only making $20,000 a year. And if you get yourself on a payment plan, then they will try to make you pay almost $200 a month. No, that's not right. All right, so another thing that this bill talked about that I like was about um, potentially material errors on your credit report. Now, raise your hand, give me a thumbs up if you have an error on your credit report. Hmm, Has, is that error there legally or illegally, you know? So what what this bill is said to do is to um, put those corrections out there and um, like, okay, so just say for employment purpose, you know, you go find a job or whatever and they have to check your credit. So they want to limit that. Um, they want to expand the opportunity for student loan borrowers to improve their credit scores, restore credit to victims of predatory agencies, which is these agencies who so-called say that they will delete um, collections or bankruptcies or liens off your credit, blah, blah, blah. They will ban the reporting of debt incurred from medically necessary procedures and delay the reporting of the other medical debt. Now, this is another thing that I never understood, that they will slap a medical debt on your credit report. It could be $25. They will slap that on your credit report. Now, I go to the doctor and I need a procedure. It is definitely medical necessary. I need this procedure. And I may can't afford to pay the bill or pay the bill in full. They send me to collections. I think that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. America is greedy as hell. And those are a lot of things that slow us down, you know, that keep us from getting that perfect job, keep us from getting that house that we want or that job that we want. And also when you have stuff that's in your credit from seven to 10 years, this right here will help fight that to eliminate all of that. And so um, I, I'm very thankful for um, Ayana and I'm glad that this had passed because I am definitely all in for it and I hope that you are as well. All right, so I have give you um, some credit updates. Uh, I know something, y'all. I mean, I there's a lot of things that I do know, you know, that I don't talk about. So, you know, I just wanted to fill your knowledge basket up with that. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some of my favorite stores. Okay, I'm not sure if I told you guys uh, probably about a year ago that I was very saddened at Kroger. How many of you are familiar with Kroger's? Kroger's is the one with the Big K and their drinks are called Big K. But if you, you know, live in the South and some of the, you know, upper areas may have Kroger's. And um, Kroger's was one of my favorite stores. And um, the main thing that I liked about Kroger, Kroger used to sell those crab legs. And those crab legs used to be like $6.99, $7.99 a pound for the snow crab legs. And y'all know I love me some crab legs. And then Kroger closed. It hurt my heart. I mean, I, I just felt like somebody just had a bottle, bro broke it on the ground, and stabbed it in my heart. 
that's how I felt because I love Kroger so much. And it wasn't only because of the crab leg. You know, I did a lot of other shopping. I love a lot of their brands and stuff like that. But, um, but a lot of these stores are closing. Recently, one of my other favorite stores, JCPenney, is closing. Now, I shop at JCPenney at least once a month. And the majority of the time I'm there for the kids, get kids clothes. Um, most of the time I find a lot of shoes and maybe some shirts and stuff or, or some houseware stuff for me. But I love JCPenney, you know, because JCPenney, you know, you always get cash back, you know, you, you get money to, you spend a certain amount and you get a discount or you get money off the next time you come and shop. You know, it was just a lot of great benefits with JCPenney and I love JCPenney's. And um, I went in there a couple weeks ago and I walked in and I saw the store look half empty. Everything was like pushed, kind of pushed to the front of the store. And so I went in and, you know, I kept shopping or whatever. And when I got to the counter, I asked the cashier, I said, let me ask you a question. Am I missing something here? What's going on in the store? She said, oh, we're closing we are closing in April and um, there's another store available. And I was like, so all of them is not closing? She said, um, they are closing, but they are closing later. That location where I, the location that I shop at is just closing a little earlier. And so um, she said, yeah, they asked us, do we want to work at that location? And I was like, no. And I was like, where? And she was like, in Durham. And I said, well, yeah, I will say no too because I really don't like Durham like that. So I wouldn't even go up there and work either. But besides that, sidebar, that actually hurt my heart because I love JCPenney. And um, another store is Kmart. Yeah, man. But you know what? Ever since I was a little girl, I really thought that Kmart was closed. And along with Big Lots, I thought that they were closing for years. But Kmart is finally dying. They're taking all the Kmarts away. So let me tell you guys about my trip. I actually went in there over the weekend and they had everything pushed to the store and they had everything on sale, but it really wasn't a sale. They had marked up the prices on stuff, so they made it look like a sale, but it was actually their regular price, so they really weren't losing any money, you know, bum ass on their part, but I did got a few things, um, but I'm going to be sad to see them go because Kmart actually used to send me free cash, you know, like, hey, Erica, you got $15 in free cash. Or you got twenty dollars in free cash if you spend, you know, fifty dollars or whatever. So that part I did like. Um, some other stores is Macy's. Um, I'm not a big Macy's fan. I think I've been in that store probably two or three times out of my whole thirty-seven year life. Um, Payless is going out of business. I did not know that as well. Um, Payless. Um, I do go on Payless sometimes. You know, especially for the summer to find little cute sandals. Bloomingdale's retailers are struggling, you know, like Sears, Forever 21, and Pure One. You know, those stores are struggling. Um, my question is, who do we blame? Is the economy just changing? What's in and what's out? I don't think that we blame anyone. You know, I think the economy is just changing. Um, a lot of things are being bought online. I know I buy shitloads of things online. Very seldom I go in the store unless I just want it today. But other than that, 
I'm shopping online unless, you know, I'm buying clothes and then when I go to a clothes basket and my shipping is like half of my order, then I'm like, nah, I don't really need that. It's not important. <laughs> and to come on women, I know a lot of that shipping get y'all too. When you see that shipping and it costs half of your total order, nah, I'm good. I can wait. It's not as important. <laughs> but I do tell you that um, I really think that Amazon is in. Is in. Amazon is the business. I love that store. Shout out to Amazon. Amazon, can you guys sponsor me? I need an Amazon sponsor. I love Amazon. Um, I know the UPS and the USPS and the FedEx, man. I know they tired pulling up here, giving us packages, but I love Amazon. And um, do y'all know that Amazon take your uh, food stamp cards? Yeah, Amazon has Market Pantry up there. They charge a little extra fee, you know, to shop in the grocery part. But sometimes you can get those things delivered in, in as little as two hours. Yes. So they do accept EBT cards. If you get food stamps and you're not able to get to the store, hmm, you can sit your booty in that chair online and you can shop with your EBT card. And also... For um, for those of you who actually use, sorry guys, I have an interruption here. Yes, sir. How may I help you? Got to play my tablet. Not right now. Can you give me a moment? Thank you. I'll watch it real bad. Sorry guys, I had the the little guy to come in saying that he needed to watch his tablet real bad. So like you know, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I wear plenty hats and sometimes my kids are in the background. That's just what it is. You take Model E as she is because that's what I am. Okay, so back to Amazon. So Amazon now take EBT cards. They also take your FSA card, your flexible spending account cards. Um, you know, for those of you that um, works a nine to five, you get an FSA card or HSA card. Um, when you, at the end of the year, when you have all this money left, and sometimes you can go to the FSA store online, it's called a flexible spending account store, and you can actually go and, you know, you can buy things off your card, and you can get stuff like from bandages, um, um, like little ankle braces, um, just anything. Like, if you have all that money left over, don't give that money back to the company. You already paid for it. So go and spend that money, like, you know, go and get something for your kids. Like, you know, if you have kids and you have like fevers and stuff, it's like little teddy bears um, that you can give them that you can warm up. And it actually, you know, gives off that, that energy to make them feel good and stuff. So it's a lot of neat little things that you can buy on there that you can, you know, take the money and spend and have it. But um, but definitely, if you have the FSA card, you can use it on Amazon now, or you can go to the FSA store, or um, you know, you got EBT, and um, I I think I think Amazon is one that's closing these stores out, you know, because nobody really goes into the store anymore. I mean, it's gonna suck in a couple of years when we go to the mall and it's nothing in there, you know, because basically you go to the mall now and it's nothing in there but the food court. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a tough time right now for these retailers and um, because, you know, Amazon Prime is taking over. 
All right, so um, I did have some things that I wanted to tell you guys that I don't like. Um, I don't have much, but um, I have one that I'm actually tired of seeing. I think I told you guys about this before that I want you women to stop doing. Women, stop putting your cash app information out there because ain't no man sending y'all no damn money. Stop. Get out there and work like everybody else. Not giving you no money to go take no vacation. When I see women doing that, they make me think that they are thirsty. You know, like you always asking a man for something. And that's probably the reason why you don't have a man is because all you do is beg, beg, beg. Stop begging. One day a man is going to come and send you some money and you're going to have to do some real shit for that money. And you can't turn back, right? So what you going to do, boo? Stop putting your cash app out there. So to recap what I went through, you know, from Kobe and his daughter, um, you know, with the student loan bill being passed, let's keep fingers crossed because you know how things get lost in the sauce these days. You know, with my favorite stores and things closing and, you know, being on Amazon, you can use the FSA and your EBT card and the things that I don't like. That whole women asking for money shit. That shit really bothers me. I don't like that. I want to see that shit. All right, guys. Oh, and um, it's Black History Month. Even though it's Black History Month all year 365 or 366, however you want to say it. It's Black History Month. Um, let's continue to make history happen and let's all just get along. That's all I ask. All right, guys. Until... The next time, I am your girl, Model E. Thank you for tuning into the E and Friends podcast on this solo dope low.